Clyde Design Board. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body of the SK system. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. It must be annihilated. Send Rick and Daddy on war rocket Ajax. In 2013, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the known universe, declares the Earth to immediate termination. To accomplish this awesome decree, Rick and Danny are dispatched to the planet on War Rocket Ajax. The two encountered something they never thought they'd find, though. Movies. Stalled in their given task, Rick and Denny comb the movies of the Earth, sending reports of their greatness back to Mungo in what is now called the Hail Ming Power Hour. Welcome back to the Hail Ming Power Hour, where we are excited to bring you new movies and old movies and everything in between, as long as they're movies that we like. That's really our only criteria. <laughs> That's true. And so, it's, you know, it, and so here I am, Danny Bennett, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my brother from another mother, Rick Morgan. He's over there who, somewhere. Yeah. I a mirror imaged here on Zoom, uh, i.e. the cockpit of War Rocket Ajax. And um, we're excited, as always, to bring you something that I think that if you sink your teeth into, you're going to have feelings about it. Uh, you know, it's funny. You're going through this whole spiel here at the beginning of we cover movies only if we like them. And I'm still trying to decide if I like this one or not. It's So there's... There's this ongoing debate. Is Nicolas Cage a good actor or is he a bad actor? And I think I feel that way about this movie is yeah. do I like this movie or do I not like this movie? I definitely like it enough to talk about it because it needs to be talked about. Yeah. So we are talking about the 2021. Right. Prisoners of Ghostland. Prisoners. Of yeah. Ghostland. I mean, at, at the poster alone, you're like, OK. Even if right. you didn't have Nicolas Cage, you're going to be like, okay, that is like something that Rick and Danny would totally be into. It's intriguing. Yeah, I mean the the whole thing is intriguing, and and it kind of led me, it kind of led me to investigate the further works of Cian Sono, the director, yeah. uh, and his story is just crazy, and his other movies are really bizarre. <laughs> um, this was his American debut, and so there was a lot of buzz about it. And I'm not sure it lived up to the hype that it was, you know, that it had kind of generated. Well, when you see the comments, even from Nicolas Cage saying, this is absolutely the craziest thing I've ever done. Yeah. What can and, you say? <laughs> any of the, uh, so Sion Sono, he, in order to have food to eat at the age of 17, after, you know, escaping from his home or running away, he joined a cult. 
<laughs> to have food. <laughs> and um, and it, it, he says that that informs a lot of his filmmaking. Like, it, so you can see a lot of this is people simultaneously breaking out in mantras and songs that they recognize all these cult experiences have, have changed the way he views everything, including filmmaking. You know and what? He, after yeah. you, after you saying that, that totally makes sense when you watch this movie now. I, I mean, it, I would like to, and I've tried to give his movies a, a try, but they're all very difficult to watch yeah. for me. I'm not going to say everybody, but like I start watching them and I'm like, and the thing that that broke the scene for him was was a like a two hour movie he did that that made a lot of a film festival circuit uh and and it's um well it's it's about a, a guy whose job is to take upskirt pictures for a porn site and he falls in love with this girl and it's also got kung fu in it and it's <laughs> of course <laughs> but on tubi right now there's a movie called um well, my, my memory is, is just terrible this morning. Um, I think it's called Why Don't You Play in Hell? Oh. <laughs> and it's about a, a guy who gets hired by the Yakuza to make a movie for them. And, and basically they tell him if his movie sucks, then they're going to kill him. And that's and it looks just as crazy as this. Like, again, I want to give his, his, his body of work a try because this is an example of it. And it's all just crazy. Example is for sure. So. In order to get into this, and I've got tons of notes. We've got a lot to talk about here, folks. But you yeah, know, as always, we have to have a synopsis to kind of get right. us going to this thing. And I believe Danny got us the synopsis for this episode. I did. I roped in a good one. <laughs> no introduction? Just want to roll it? Well, I, I will say that that the celebrity that I found to do this is, is highly appropriate for this film because... Um, <laughs> Well, he's got a lot to say about it. All right. When my agent approached me about Willie's Wonderland, I said, yes, Mandy, pig, jujitsu, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Color of space, absolutely. But a movie about a weird wasteland cowboy samurai town and a radioactive cult where my testicle gets blown off. I said one thing. Where do I saw? That's not a synopsis. <laughs> well, I, I asked him for one, and that, you know, That's you just what you get got. what you get. You get what you get when you when you deal with the cage. Oh. <laughs> wow! I I actually I got that synopsis by going to his his website cagematch.com, where you match up with Nicholas Cage, and he gives you whatever the hell he wants to give you. <laughs> you know, the thing about it is. <laughs> Even if you just read the regular synopsis, we couldn't make up anything any crazier. <laughs> oh, I'm getting that. That's that's uh, shop secrets. There, we don't we don't make up synopsis. Those you know those are legit. Oh well, yeah. I mean, anybody who's familiar with our body of work knows that we we take a great deal of care in making sure that our synopsis illustrates the story as as it was intended. Hail Ming. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. I, here's, I mean, I know we used to go with reasons to watch, but I just want to say this because I had to write it down. I said, this movie is 100% an acquired taste. It's the equivalent of Tarantino making a movie on heroin. <laughs> followed, yeah. that by, followed that by hitting a crack pipe. 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's just uh, there's no way to describe it. <laughs> it had a lot of potential, and I'm not sure it lived up to it. I mean, it, it's yeah, I don't know. It's one part trauma, and then it's like one part's Talking Heads music video. I mean, it's just it's such a random set of tools here that's being used. Man, yeah. It's, right. um, yeah. You want me to give you my first reason to watch it? Yes, yes. Rick, what is your first reason to watch <laughs> Prisoners of the Ghostland? We have Bill Mosley dressed like Boss Hog. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that, I was just like, okay, sure. <laughs> he's walking around. Apparently, he's the boss of this town. He's dressed like he's, Boss Hog. He's the governor. Yeah. That's, that's I, what they call him, the governor. And it's just Bill Mosley being Bill Mosley. He, he really doesn't ever play anything any different. I, I feel like... Uh, so so I, I was trying to... It's kind of like the Nicolas Cage thing. Is he good yeah, in yeah. this? Or... Yeah. He's got a lot of lines, and he delivers them like lines. You know, like... like it, it's like he's got a persona that he's playing within his persona. And it's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah he's... Yeah, just just like you'd expect, he steps out of a car. He he, yeah. Everybody's you know, well, I mean, like we talked about, everyone in this town kind of has these these conditioned reactions to things. You know, when he gets out of the car, everybody knows who he is. You know, everybody when he when they start a, a phrase, somebody else finishes the phrase, and then everyone <laughs> repeats it four times. And it, it's so bizarre. My first reason to watch though is Will Wheaton as Cowboy Carl. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, he's got the baby face and 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 he, all the kids like him and and he, and he runs around and singing his Japanese songs. And it's just impossible to like this guy. <laughs> it is impossible to like him. He is terrible, but he seems so nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, uh, it, it's hard to even talk about one piece of this as a reason and not include 15 other things that happen in that scene. It's just like. I'm talking about Bill Mosley. Obviously, it's the scene when he pulls up in the car. Yeah. You're talking about the singing cowboy. All this is kind of in the same scene. And yeah. then you get the crazy psychotic girl with the, the toy robot. Yeah. You're, her, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> so much to talk about. <laughs> and none of it has anything to do with anyone's character name, for damn sure. I mean, right. it's just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only, I think her name Beatrice. I think know. that's right. Yeah, because she has to say that in the in the voice link thing there. But, of course, because that's what you do. <laughs> uh, the one name you do kind of latch on to through this thing is Yasujiro. Yasujiro, oh, yeah. butt kicker supreme, man. This guy's pretty awesome. And it, Because Bill Mosley says his name like <laughs> at least four times every time he's on screen. And Yasujiro. <laughs> Many people have tried to take me down and none have succeeded. Yasujiro. Mostly because of Yasujiro, <laughs> who is unbeatable in his fighting prowess. Yasujiro. That's a, that's I mean, a real good Bill Mosley, man. <laughs> you just have to make sure none of your teeth show. But he's, uh, again, like he, he delivers like a whole monologue there. And I don't know, man. I just don't. I can't tell if he's phoning it in or this is exactly what they wanted from him. 
Because she'd probably be like, you know, this is pretty sucky acting. I can do this. No, 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 no. It's perfect. <laughs> Keep rolling. <laughs> Go with it, man. Go with it. So if you haven't seen it, there, there's some flashbacks to a bank heist. There's mm-hmm. Samurai Town called Samurai Town, <laughs> which is a Western town full of cowboys and samurais. <laughs> Somebody escapes at the beginning going by a bunch of brothels with neon signs. And you're kind of caught up at this point. Yeah. And you have to admit, cinematography wise. Oh, man, it's beautiful. This thing looks great. It looks great. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, even, you know, the the weird plot and the strange acting. It almost takes a backdrop to the scenery. Yeah, I agree. It's like the scenery chews up the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So what you got? What what do you think you got next? (laughs) Um, I said it could have been a Western or a samurai flick. It could have been, but somehow it isn't either one, even though there are a bunch of samurais and cowboys. That's a reason to watch, because like what is it instead? It's kind of like Mad Max. Yeah, I mean it it turns into Mad Max or almost the Wild Boys music video (laughs) at times. Yeah, it is all over the place. (laughs) How how about how about the scene where Nicolas Cage comes out stripped down, totally naked in the street, and everybody starts singing? I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, the first, the first, uh, you know, uh, um, brothel girl, you know, the first um, hooker out there says, <laughs> show us your balls! Right? She just yells that at him. <laughs> yeah, Nicolas Cage, uh, after the bank heist, has been stripped down to, you know, like, some ceremonial underwear, and he's... And he's what what handcuffed in the basement of a saloon or something like yeah they just got him captured uh, and, the, and they kick in the music and the music's like coming from the jukebox <laughs> but it's music that continues on after the it's boy I feel like I should be more cohesive but it's hard <laughs> you can't this movie is not cohesive it's but true but it still draws you in I mean it, there's a reason we're talking about it. But yeah, man, uh, the thing is, is you're not really sure where the next scene is going to take you because it just seems like all bets are off. Every time the camera switches to a new scene, it could be anything. Like I said, Nicolas Cage is standing there and it's obviously this thing where they're, you know, the governor is wanting to take him and send him into no man's land, ghost land and retrieve his daughter. If you want to call her yeah. that, yeah, but there's this whole her. this whole ceremonial scene where he's putting on this outfit, which I'm sure we got plenty to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like black leather. <laughs> but just the fact that he's stripped down naked and they start singing, it's it's not like they're singing some kind of hoochie song either. This is like some standard traditional kids song or something. Yeah. Well, and, and they they start the they start singing when he starts fighting people too. Yeah, he 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 runs afoul of all these dudes and and starts a fight, and they immediately break into this like one two three fight song. <laughs> Insane, man! All right, I, I'm looking at my notes. I'm trying to see what's next. So yeah, yeah. you you go ahead, tell me what you got next. So much. Okay, well, you know, so we got the funnest. I'll bring it up. We got the fondness for black leather comment that, oh, that yeah. the governor sends. 
Yeah. So, so um, after the governor gives him his task, he says, you know, I, I brought you this clothes. I've, I've got a, I've got a fondness for black leather. And he's got this outfit, this like um, coverall that's got these big bulb lights on, on like a two on the collar and one on each arm and, and, you know, two right at the, at the crotch. And, um, you know, after he zips it up, you know, zip it up. Zip it yeah, up. He's like, Oh, you, you don't want to catch a cold. Why don't you zip it the rest of the way? So as soon as he engages the zipper at the, at the throat, all the lights come on and he says, now you got bombs, one on your throat, one on your arm. So if you feel the need to, to what, to, to strike an unarmed woman, like yeah. it will sense that you do when it'll blow your arm off. I mean, it's like, <laughs> how does it sense that? And what? I mean, it's like 1960s technology, but it's way advanced of anything we even have now. So he does kind of look like in like Flynn or something in that, yeah. in that outfit. Yeah, it's it's the whole escape from New York trope again. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is like three movies we've had where we keep saying, "Oh, it's just like Escape from New York," but that's exactly what it is. But it's a whole different level because, I mean, Snake had the thing in his head that's going to blow up and kill him. Yeah, Nicholas Cage has got bombs on his nuts. Bombs <laughs> on his nuts, and if you think that that's the end of that one, well, just just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> uh, uh, the the whole God, yes. this thing is jumping all. I know what the you're place. gonna say. I, I hope I know what you're gonna say. You probably don't, but I was just gonna okay. say the whole. <laughs> just we were talking about Ghostland earlier when he actually yeah. goes there. I've got that. You know the busted up live mannequins things are very yeah. nightmarish, man. They're pretty dang scary. It was bizarre. I mean, the, the whole ghost land itself is, yeah, is exceptional. Well, it's like you said, it's, it's like the Duran Duran yeah. Wild Boys video or, or, or Mad Max where there's just, and there's books, there's tables with books and the book pages are all flopping around. Like, yeah. Like evil dead kind of stuff or. And, and it kind of seems to me like, I don't know, there's a, there's a, there's an urban legend. There's a, there's a, there's a myth about, um, uh, about the beat poets and i think it's it's burroughs novel where like his beat poet friends all uh, ginsburg and and kerouac came in and they took his novel and they just threw all the pages up in the air and the the way they landed is the way the book was put together yeah. kind of seems like that happened in the middle of this movie there's some parts <laughs> that, that seem like they should be they're they're juxtaposed in a different spot and it doesn't look like it's done intentionally very much hey, my next about, reason oh well, go ahead you got it. My next reason is the bike scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, come on, uh, <laughs> come on. So, so they, you know, they, the, the governor's like, we, we got you this fine automobile. And he like, yeah, they drive it around and, and, and squeal it out. And he jumps in the car, starts it up, does this J hook turn, smokes the tires, and then runs across the street and jumps on a bicycle <laughs> and starts riding the bicycle away. I mean, like a Pee Wee Herman bicycle, too, man. I mean, it's got a little basket in the front. <laughs> and and so, you know, a few things happen. You know, one is the governor's going, what are you doing, you maniac? And then the guy next to him says, he's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then he, then he pretty much decides that 
the bicycle is a bad idea. So yeah, let's well, take the car he, instead. <laughs> yes, the Giro drives drives into the wasteland and catches him, and like stops the car and he goes, "No time, huh?" Okay. <laughs> then he gets in the car and drives it, like, leaving the Yasujiro there. Like, okay, all right. Yasujiro, man, he's just he's he's everything to everybody, right? I mean, yeah, and he's you, not a bad guy either. He's just kind of got fealty to the governor for some reason. You almost wish it would just do the 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 you know breaking the wall thing with him. He just look at the camera, and just go. <laughs> yeah. Every time, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's real serious. <laughs> How about Ratman and his clan? Yes. Ratman and the cla- and the Rat Clan are fantastic. It's these guys with these fake, almost like Halloween angel wings on their backs that's made out of some kind of net that they put little flashing lights in. They hunch around like the monkeys, the you know, the the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz. They even got voice things going on where you can't really understand what they say. They're kind of robotic. It's just, uh, it's rat man. And if you want to know what they sound like, I got a clip. Oh, do you now? Yeah, I think it's called Ghostland Rat Man, maybe? Yeah, here we go. So, so if you wonder, oh, that must be a really strange excerpt from the movie. No, that's just oh, the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you running, oh, he must have been speaking different. Like, no, he was speaking English. No. no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 Rat Man of the Rat Clan. And he's awesome. Like, the whole Rat Clan is fantastic. They, they yeah. have these, hey, they're, they're the most Mad Max of all of them. They, yeah. They're wearing, like, these big shoulder things, and, they, and they're skulking around, and they're, like, taking apart engines and... Yeah, I, I really like the. There, there's no the, doubt the that plan. you can tell the influences this guy pulled from putting this stuff together. There's, there's no doubt that comes from Mad Max. So I've got also before the Rat Clan, I've got Wasteland of Concrete, Rusty Cars, and Burning Books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like I said, it is, it, it's every post apocalyptic 80s music video. I mean, that's yeah. what it looks like. I mean, you expect to see Dawkins come out and sing in front of that big clock, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. And they got a big <laughs> clock, right? I mean, uh, there's your cult element coming in, too. They've got this big altar with a huge clock. And what are they doing? They've got this tug of war with time where, where the the, yeah. the minute hand is, is trying to move and they're holding it back. Yeah, like the whole town. The whole... But yeah. I mean, <laughs> and they all... must be doing it all the time because <laughs> it doesn't move until the end and when it does the damn thing blows up man you got people in fur coats with in long shawls you got people wrapped in toilet paper they're all dancing in the street (laughs) this is all your first introduction to ghostland and yeah nicholas cage shows up and he jumps into a judo stance (laughs) all people are breaking out and dance i mean (laughs) I think I've got that too, actually. The the um, 
my, my comment says Ghostland whack jobs. Is that what I called the, the, yep. the clip? Yep. Let's see what that sounds like. Yo, me. Just a guy looking for a girl. As soon as I find her, I'm out of here. <laughs> this is the Ghostland, my friends. A land of no escape. Only endurance and survival. This is the girl I'm looking for. <laughs> her name's Bernice. Bernice. She disappeared out here while joyriding with her friend. You whack job, sir. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, I want you to be like Bruce Campbell in, in you know, uh, Army of Darkness, <laughs> but, but drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think that's right. That's right after he tells the guy he's going to karate chop him. <laughs> I'll karate chop you. Karate chop. <laughs> oh, it's that thing of when you're watching it, you don't know if you need to laugh. You don't need if you need to turn it off or I mean, you're just kind of going, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so there's one thing that I think I think the fans of Hail Mang will get when I say this, like, so. You take the Mad Max aesthetic mm-hmm. and throw some Terry Gilliam in there too. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some doubt. Terry Gilliam in this imagery. Like, like there are people dancing around and they they're like wrapped up in 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 cellophane like like wrap like trash and and it's blowing in the wind as they're doing some kind of coordinated dance and it dead up looks like something you'd see in a Terry Gilliam movie. It's got yeah. the same level of dirt. And yeah. dust and wind. It's just. Yeah. And it's all done really well, too. It's all beautiful. It's shot incredibly well. And that's that's the thing that really kind of keeps you into this. Because if it was yeah. done crappily, crappily as well, then you'd just totally be out of it. But there's something about this that makes you keep watching. Even though your mind is saying, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but. I don't know. There's so much eye candy, and, and you're wanting to get more story out of it because, like you said, you get the flashbacks of the the bank heist and the little boy that gets killed, and right, and right. the guy that's that's you know Nicholas Cage's partner that goes crazy in there and starts shooting everybody. Well, you know he he was calling him Psycho, psycho. before all that. <laughs> yeah, when your partner's named Psycho, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> he never gets a name. He, he's oh Psycho, how are you, brother? Like. <laughs> His name was Psycho. Yeah. So it really comes down to this is where all the ghosts go. And Nicholas Cage as well is being haunted by the ghost of his past as well, which in- yeah. which includes the little boy that got killed at the gun at the bank heist. Who shows it includes, up. Yeah. It includes Psycho, who is actually like the the main, you know ghost. bad guy or the main yeah. ghost. And it's all intertwined with the story of <laughs> the way you figure it out is there's this huge interpretive dance of the history of Ghostland that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so they've got drawn out pictures of historical facts of Ghostland that are being shown to you while people are interpretive dancing that really doesn't go with what they're talking about at all. <laughs> he he finds Bernice, who is being disguised as a mannequin with like plastic mannequin pieces all over yeah. her to, to hide her from the ghosts. 
but she's lost her voice because you know the the ghost land takes things away from you. And then yeah, yeah, there's a good bit of story there, and then they kind of circle back and show you the two characters that are somewhere else, which is Bernice and uh, and, and Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I think had a name, and they're watching this this like you said this like uh, this hula dance that tells the history of the ghost land. <laughs> Which, you know, you, you can go on. How did the ghost land get made, Rick? Uh, an explosion? Was, was, there a, was there a toxic waste truck? Oh, yeah. A prison bus? Like a prison bus and a toxic waste <laughs> truck slammed into each other and there's ghost land. It's like, it's, it's like the Reese's peanut butter cup commercial, man. It's like two great tastes. It tastes great together. You had the, 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 the prison bus and the toxic waste truck and they blew up, you know, in the big mushroom cloud, which, you know, right. being a, a Japanese director who's who's kind of giving a, a, you know, a testimony on, you know, th- there is some Nagasaki Hiroshima. Oh, yeah. Going on here. And so you have the mushroom cloud very predominantly displayed, but then they're trapped there by the ghosts of these prisoners. And I guess whenever they try to escape, the prisoners show up like they do. So the prisoners show up and try and keep Bernice um, from getting out of the ghost land. And that's when they show you the story of why the ghost land is the way it is. But those characters still aren't back in the place where they're supposedly seeing this at that point. Like there's something that doesn't match up here. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I watched it a couple of times and thought I would figure it out the second time or third time, but I didn't, I didn't. It's pretty on the nose, too, when the movie is called Prisoners of Ghostland, because is it the prisoners of Ghostland or the people that are running Ghostland, the prisoners of Ghostland? It's almost like the Ginger Snaps name for the movie, right? Ginger Snaps, the treat, Ginger Snaps, the werewolf, you know, I don't know, yeah. kind of a play on the name there. Too. I'm just I'm just throwing it in there because... Nothing else makes sense. Why should this? <laughs> um, I'm 100% with you on this. There, when you watch this movie, I remember you you threw just a, a Facebook message out there saying, somebody needs to talk this movie with me. And I was like, well, I'll talk movies with you. But I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea. Uh, it's incredible because I wanted to talk about it. But what can you say? I mean, it's just a bunch of imagery that your brain is trying to piece together somehow and say, yes, this is all a cohesive movie. <laughs> I, I started watching another of, of, of Sion Sono's movies that was free on YouTube. Um, I'll, I'll look up the title. It was a couple of weeks ago when I was kind of, kind of investigating this director. And you know, spoiler alert, I'm only going to talk about the first five minutes of it, but there's a character who... It, you know, there's a bus load full of schoolgirls, and one of them drops something. And when she goes down to get her pen off the floor, a shear of wind cuts everyone else in the bus in half at the waist. And she only survives it because she was getting her pen from the floorboard of the bus. Ah, this is in the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> And so, so again, this, this director goes some places and, and, and I think in the ghost land, he really wanted to go to a lot of them. Speaking of going places, speaking of going places, let's just go ahead and do this. Yes. We have to talk about 
the exploding testicle dance. Sadly, I don't think I got that. Did I? I didn't get that clip. That, no, I did. Yeah. 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 yeah you did. But oh, to, did. to set it up, <laughs> to set it up, he's got sensors on his nuggets. That way, if he ever feels the sense of arousal, it takes care of itself, right? Yeah. It, well, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get this bizarre scene where he's giving water to Bernice. Bernice. Yeah. And he's pouring it in her mouth and. She's a nice-looking girl, obviously, but he's like pouring the water, and she's all like taking it in. He's like, "Oh yeah!" yeah. <laughs> then yeah. all of a sudden, you start hearing beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and I have in my notes that he plays that emotional scene or arousal scene like a tweaking addict. He's like, "Oh yeah, take it off, take it off." Take it off because she's taking <laughs> off the mannequin pieces, right? And he's like, "Take it off!" And then, yeah, you got the the alarm going off, and then he's like, "Oh, oh no, oh no!" <laughs> and um, unlike the earlier thing where he feels the urge to hit her, and he's able to calm down so it doesn't blow his arm up, this does. It, he, I guess, he's unable to kind of you know settle it down. <laughs> and uh, and one of those those little glowing apparatus blows up you said we got a sound bite of that <laughs> I, I hope so <laughs> let's see oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of that scene, he's actually holding his yeah. disembodied testicle in his hand. Right. Because, of course, he is. <laughs> uh, there you go, folks. I, I, I don't know how you how you top that. I mean... I, I think what we can say without any... I, I'm, I'm confident in saying that, that Nicolas Cage is either a really fantastic student of the craft or he's just bad and i don't know which but that right there is like somebody said all right you just got your testicle blown off go he's like maybe i'm like a donkey yeah and he he's running around like he's on a stick horse which i mean i get it i guess i'm going okay i might do the same thing i don't know right right like you know i I don't know how you would prepare for that scene. So I, I think he did as, as good as he could do. But later on, he also has one blow up in his arm. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to do near the damage that the one <laughs> that was, you know, in, in his midriff did. <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, maybe it's just that it was right there. You know, it was maybe specifically so. test because he says something out about about like, the governor says something about it being wired directly to his testicle. He says he says it weird, like <laughs> testacle or testicle or something. He says so he, he pronounces it weird, and then and then it blows up. <laughs> so yeah, 
And, and from here, you kind of get him saving the girl, bringing her back. And then you find out that, you know, maybe the governor wanted the girl for the wrong reasons. Yeah, he's he's a bit of a lech. And that's why Susie, her her little sister, was both kind of wanting her to come back so that she didn't become. Because he says, you know, come sit in grandpa's lap. She's like, no, because she's a little, you know, she's a disturbed. Um, the whole TikTok special. scene. TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. I just, sing I, it. Sing. <laughs> say it. <laughs> I mean, time, time waits for no one. So bizarre. So bizarre. But, uh, well, one reason but, to watch Ratman's yeah. pimping junkyard. Yeah, man. He he's I mean, got he's got a lot of cars, man. He's and got they all set look up. pretty good. And how about that tour bus that he's got? <laughs> it's like part carnival bus, part greyhound or something. I mean it's, it's they've, they've been waiting to get out of there on those vehicles. They just need somebody to lead them past psycho, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess that's the story we're going with. But they really still don't leave. No. Right? I mean, he's... So, so okay. Nicolas Cage convinces everyone that it's time to go. And it's time to take Samurai Town as their own or not. Get out of the ghost land. Yeah. Time to get out. A, yeah. And in order to do that, they have to get past the wall of prisoner radioactive zombies who didn't kill Nicolas Cage because why didn't they kill him? Why didn't they kill him? Because he's radioactive. He like he <laughs> sings it like I forgot about that. Like, they didn't kill me because I'm radioactive. <laughs> like okay. All right. Oh man. <laughs> And so he's like, yeah, it's time to get past the prisoner zombies and let's go. And so they kind of rally up a force and head on out of town. And then there's the guy who's like, no, we have to stay here. And then they let the clock go to 715 because it's been stopped at seven. And I was like, well, maybe the clock has stopped before 715 because that's when the occurrence happened. They can't relive it or something. But that's not given as any nah. information. Nah. Yeah. They let the clock, you know, click up and, and then the, the whole clock set explodes. Yep. Which was physical. I mean, they built that set just so it would explode. And then scorpions come out and sing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, or accept or somebody. I mean, it just looks like a 80s music video. It really does. <laughs> and the X, I mean, yeah. But but then but then you know he just talks to Psycho. Psycho gets out of his Winnebago or whatever he's driving his Mack truck. Yeah, and he's like, "Psycho, it's you. It's good to see uh, you, buddy. I miss you. <laughs> you ruined my life and killed a kid. You know." And then they they go back and forth, and then um, guys like it's okay, it's going yeah. by, and I guess just he's the only one that leaves. And they get back to town, and then Nicholas Cage puts on an old football helmet and basically makes a well he he broke he, he he got the urge to hit a girl and so his his arm gets blowed up so it doesn't move yeah and he makes like a tennis racket arm or something like, <laughs> it's got a sword or something on it or uh, it's just yeah, he yeah. Go, and he goes into town and there's a whole bunch of fighting he fights yasajiro <sighs> And there's some kind of 
clan X. <laughs> hey, I've got I've got in my notes the prison bus bus uh, disappears now back to the tribe. So I guess it just disappeared like into the yeah. ether. Yeah, I mean it's just like oh, it's almost like they just go oh okay you're cool, pass on through. Yeah, uh, and then I've, I've so yeah. <laughs> It's like the movie's full of these great, cool ideas, but they just don't make them do anything. They they don't they don't they don't go together. <laughs> so, I would like to posit something here, and you can tell me what you think. I think the real hero of the film, like if you look at the whole thing, is Susie. Maybe the, the little sister with the yeah. robot, yeah, because. She gets a hold of a Gatling gun and shoots just about everybody in the city. <laughs> she and does. Like it's just a random Gatling gun just sitting over there in the corner of the street. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm not going to become the governor's, you know, new, new um, prepubescent, you know, uh, blow up doll. And and she and she's like, oh, Bernice is back. And neither is she. And she just cranks that Gatling gun out and just starts killing all the people. That, everybody. Everybody. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess you could say she's the hero because she's trying to make this movie end. <laughs> well, I mean, she gets she's got the body count. I mean, yeah, she's she's definitely the owner of Ghostland now. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of wraps up with you know uh, Bill Mosley getting his like he deserves, and the girls are happy and they're all hanging out at a bus stop, <laughs> and they're laying on Nicholas Cage's shoulder and they get up and start walking down the street. They take a swig out of a flask and it kind of, that's kind of it. I mean, that's it. Oh, so, so I've got one more clip in there. And, and so, so again, we were talking about the governor and you know how he's an over the top villain who you can't tell how he's acting. Um, and here's the speech that I thought really epitomized that near, near the, the, uh, I guess it's like act three, you know, where while they're waiting for him to return with the Bernice, he's kind of exercising his, um, his control over the people, or right. maybe it's even after they've returned, but you know, yeah. we see what we got. Listen up for the sake of me, birds will fall from the sky. Lions and tigers will bow before me. For the sake of me, mountains and forests would burn themselves down. For the sake of me, everything will be mine. Welcome to my animal farm. Long live the animal farm! Long live the animal farm! Long live the animal farm! Good, good boys. All right, that's great. All right, that's great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's it's kind of like if you've ever met somebody who who just really thought they were charismatic. And I admit, when I get drunk, I've gotten that way before. But it, it's like he's he's giving this speech, and he's like, you know what? Because for the for the sake of me, <laughs> books write themselves. For the sake of me, <laughs> trash trucks explode. You know, he's just like making stuff up as he goes along, like mountains and. Forests will burn themselves down. Like, have you ever seen a mountain burn itself down? What, what's going on here, man? <laughs> oh, 
Well, yeah, I, love, you, I love all that wrap up though. And he gets everybody hyped up and goes, all right, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And like, there's the, you know, the, you hear the taiko drums in the back and all that. Yeah. It's, it's full of that like Japanese kabuki theater, like yeah. lots of makeup, lots of, of uh, ceremonial costuming, lots of real stylized Japanese towns that are similar to the wild West town, which is, I guess how they got that kind of dichotomy there. But it all looks so good and, and it's so rich. Yeah. Like you said, it's full of a lot of things and all those things are done really well. But somehow as a story, it just it's got too many snags. Yeah. And the best way to say it is there are elements in this movie that any film lover is going to love. You just may not love it in this movie because there's dashes of, like you said, Gilliam in here. There's dashes of 80s music video. There's Mad Max. There's some Argento color schemes going on. I mean, it, yeah. it, it is Tarantino. Well, I mean, it's it's got everything rolled into this movie. So the elements are all there. I just don't know that they go together. Well, and, and let's talk about the violence for a minute. I mean, oh, yeah. all the all the fight sequences and gunplay and martial yeah. arts, all those scenes are really, really clean. They're good, yeah. You know, there isn't, you know, you can tell they didn't have to crank the film or anything. Everybody knew their parts. Everybody did a great job. You know, all the effects are on point. It's, it's really good. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. I think that's the thing about it. It's, it's not, I don't want to say it's not a bad movie. It's yeah. not a, it's not a bad movie because of the fact of making a bad movie. This is made very, very well. It's just, it's a fever dream. It's, right. And, I look forward to checking out the rest of this director's stuff because it all appears to be like this, where it's just kind of, it's so over the top that you have to just kind of accept it. And, you yeah. know, we, we give that leeway to Kubrick. We give that leeway to, to um, um, David Lynch. And, yeah, you know, yeah. we probably should give that leeway to Stan Sono here. I mean, and that means if you don't like David Lynch, I'm not saying you need to like this, but I'm saying if you do like David Lynch and you're willing to give it kind of a, well, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, a uh, you know, uh, conceptual, right. Then you'll know, give this the same kind of, kind of leeway and decide yep. if you like it based on how it looks and what it's trying to say. And it's a, it's a good point. It's, it's very art house. Yeah. But it's not an art house style movie. So yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody decided to make, Escape from New York, but they were like, let's add some layers here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> layers. <laughs> uh, all right, folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Cooking with the Macho Men will not be seen tonight due to cooking related injury. In its place, please enjoy this special presentation. Welcome back to Good Morning Mongo. We have a great show today as we have in the studio promoting his new movie, Prisoners of Ghostland, Mr. Nicholas Cage. Ahoy there. Thanks for joining us today. As long as I'm not intruding. Not at all. So your new movie, Prisoner of Ghostland, you play Snake Plissken, a criminal who is forced to be a hero and rescue a person of note. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, my notes here are from Escape from New York. Uh, they must have been misfiled. Oh my God! God damn it! It's okay. I I got the correct notes right here. How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P U R S T U V W X Y Z. Huh? That's all you have to do. I didn't misspell anything. Not once, not one time. I couldn't think of a more horrible job if I wanted to. And you have to do it. It's all good, Mr. Cage. I got it right here. I just had it in the B file because Bill Mosley was also in the movie. Uh, so we'll just get on with the interview. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Okay, I'm sorry. Let's just start the interview. That's right. That is right. So, your new movie, Prisoners of Ghostland, you play the hero, a criminal who's forced to be a hero and rescue a person of note. Are you kidding me? What? I don't understand. Well, it's the same plot. You're a criminal who... I'm a policeman. See my badge? You're saying your character is a policeman? All my notes say that's not true. I am warning you. You tell me another and I'll rescue myself. That is a promise. I'm sorry. Do you think that you, Nicholas Cage, are a policeman? I'm a lieutenant in the police department. I'm in the middle of a homicide investigation. Can I get my prescription, please? I don't know what meds you're on, but... You're not a police officer. I'm like a prickly pear. I'm a prickly pear. No, Nick. I'm a vampire. Kill me. Nick. I'm a vampire. 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 Nick, you're not a vampire. I am the son of a pastor. No, you're an actor. That's right. Uh, you know, I was a Mortal combo. No, you weren't in that movie. I'll call him Mr. T. I... <laughs> okay, we got way off track. Let's try a basic question here. What was it like working with Bill Mosley? I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. What? I guess I was pretty horny. But don't you see? That's what she was there for. That was the plan. To give you a boner. <laughs> and you got one. What? You turn me on, brum. You turn me on, brum. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too round, brum. You're like a cat. The cat in the hat. What is your problem? What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? You know what? Great idea. This interview is over. Get out. Sorry about that. No, just get out. Go. Get out of here. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, producers, do we have anything else lined up? Bill Mosley's here. Okay, we can we can do an interview with Bill Mosley then. Whoa. So this is Radio Land, huh? The infinite turtle, the, the waves through the ether fuzz roll on forever. You know, that's it. We're done for today. Bye. <laughs> See you next time. Hopefully. I've never been to a radio station before. Any can you do me a tour, huh? Well, there you go, folks. Hey, I'll tell you what.
for you that have checked this movie out, I'm sure this is going to be a split down the middle, yes, no type movie. I don't know. Somebody may be like us and say, kind of loved it, kind of hated it. I don't really know. Right. Let us know what you think about it. You know, jump on the, the face group. Face group. The face group. <laughs> jump on the face group. Jump on the Facebook page. And let us know what you think about this one, because I'm very interested to see what other people think about this one, because I'm not even sure what I think about it. So it may it may help me help me help myself. I think this might be a good venue for us to talk about it, because, you know, if you've been through the movies that we watched, you know, all the way from Dragon Slayer to uh, Mean Guns you're probably the audience that, that will end up liking this for the reasons you, you, you can't understand. Cause you know, it kind of, it kind of encompasses all these things that we all grew up things. with. Yeah. That's, that's what's so intriguing about it is it really does tap into all those things we grew up with that, that we hold up to a certain standard and it's all thrown into a blender and mixed up and poured out on your tabletop. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. So, Hey, also if you like, Seeing me and Danny not being able to come up with words for movies like this. <laughs> if you if you want us to tackle some more movies like this, I'm game. I mean, uh, it's not really the Hail Ming way, but I don't know. I thought this would be something a little different. And I don't know. It's really up to you guys. We're here for hey, you. And and we always just like talking to each other. We're, we're good friends. We like movies. We like you because you like us. So, you know, we're, we're willing to, to step out of that box. I am. Absolutely. Yeah. So just let us know what you think. Don't forget to check out all the other stuff that's going on, all the other shows that are being cranked out. Check out all the Legion stuff, the Patreon stuff that's going on. We just did a, a killer show with uh, Court Psyops where we did Demons 1 and 2 for Mental Rental Video, and that's on the Patreon for Legion Podcast where you can watch both movies with all three of us, myself, Danny, and Court. And we had an absolute blast with that. So make sure you go sponsor Legion Podcast there. Throw in a couple of bucks and get to check out something that you're not going to see anywhere else. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to do. And um, and there, you know, it's demons and demons, too. Yeah. What's not to like? Well, I'll tell you what I brought up to him just yesterday. And again, you're welcome if you want. But we're talking about doing Ninja 3. Movie commentary. Oh, <laughs> lot to say about that one. Right. So be on the look for that. Be on the look for some more Hell Ming. Be on the lookout for all the other stuff that's under the Hell Ming umbrella. We got a lot going on. So, folks, that's all I got. Danny, you got anything else? Hey, just thanks for being here. And I uh, hope that you check out this movie and you enjoyed it as much as we did. Show enough. Till next time, suckers. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.